Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and with me now are Dr John Knott, Associate Research Fellow at the University of Wollongong, and Dr. Harry Bustamente, Principal Scientist Treatment at Sydney Water. And they're talking about a study that they undertook about some interesting storage solutions. So, John, this study was undertaken as part of the Smart Sodium Storage Solution Project. Set the scene by telling us a little bit about the project and its aims. Not a problem. So, uh, this work was undertaken as part of the Smart Sodium Storage Solution Project, as you mentioned. That's a $10.5 million arena funded project, and it's looking at developing sodium ion batteries, but not only developing the research and the, the technology around them, but also developing the, the manufacturing capability and manufacturing capacity, and then demonstrating these batteries in real world applications. So we've got not only sort of the university research, but also the, uh, the industry, uh, manufacturing industry uh, coming along with us. And then we have Sydney Water as our end user application here, really driving a lot of the decisions and a lot of the engineering uh, areas that, we, uh, that we're looking into in order to make sure that these sodium ion batteries and the energy management system uh, that we build to sort of manage that energy um, usage and storage and consumption, uh, we need to make sure that that is meeting Sydney Water's needs. And Harry, this is an important project going forward because pumping fresh and wastewater uses a very significant amount of energy, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, Sydney Water uses around 400 gigawatts per year every year uh, and around 40% is because of water uh, pumping stations, uh, wastewater pumping stations. Now, Sydney Water is, is very committed to using renewables into its operations, but there is an issue there that we don't have, for instance, sun, the uh, solar panels don't work con constantly, so we need to have a system where we can store the energy such that the pumping station can use it. So that's why we came into this project. Sydney mm -hmm. uh, Water uh, uses around 160 uh, gigawatts per hour per year, which is a substantial just pumping wastewater. Sydney Water also has um, around 680 pumping stations distributed over an area of around 12,000 12, 12, square kilometres. And many of these pumping stations are in remote areas that can be uh, left off the grid when there are uh, storms or there are bushfires or there are uh, rain, heavy rain events. Therefore, it is essential that we have ways of still work, getting the, pump, the pumping stations to work and this is why we are involved in this project with the University of Wollongong. Absolutely. Well, that 40% energy use is a great incentive to look at different yes. ways of doing things. Yes. And then, as you say, sewage pumping systems need to stay online yes. no matter what. No matter what. Electricity goes out, they need to be online. There's a bushfire, they still need to be online. Yes. So you need a different way of doing so, things. This is also seeing the water needs to improve its resilience. It's one thing is to reduce the, the electricity consumption, but also maintaining, uh, increasing the resilience. Yes, yes, that resilience is so important. And John, you tested out the possibility of a sodium ion, battery-based energy storage system. 
Tell us about the site you chose and how the experiment unfolded. Yeah, so this is a, uh, a very unique um, project in that we're testing sodium ion batteries or we're developing sodium ion batteries rather than lithium ion batteries. So you, you know, your phone, your electric vehicle, even up to the big Tesla battery down in South Australia, they're all lithium based. Uh, and there's some issues with uh, using lithium around the scarcity, just the simple scarcity of lithium and cobalt and nickel and all those materials that go into these lithium ion batteries. So we're looking to sidestep that by developing these sodium ion batteries. Um, and as you said, we needed to find a real uh, application where we could show the, the benefits that these sodium ion batteries um, could give. So uh, we were partnered with Sydney Water um, and they, uh, together we've selected this site at uh, Bondi. So the Bondi Sewage Pumping Station is just off Bondi Beach, um, about 100 metres from, uh, from the Pacific Ocean. So, you know, right near some sodium right there. Uh, and we're looking at not only putting a sodium ion battery in there, but you can't just have the battery sort of, you know, and that's it. You need to think about, okay, as Harry mentioned, you know, we need some solar panels. We need a way of looking at, you know, when the sun's shining, do we use that energy straight away in the pumping operations? Do we store it for later in these sodium ion batteries? Do we sell it back to the grid? All of these sorts of um, ways that the energy flows in and out of the system, we need to <coughs> develop a, a way of making sure that that's the optimal way of using that and also keeping that resilience in mind. So, you know, if we're selling power to the grid now, what happens if it goes out? If we just emptied all our batteries? Well, you know, obviously that doesn't meet Sydney Water's needs. So we need to be very careful uh, and very um, clever in how we build that energy management system. And that's why we've selected Bondi um, as a very good um, example of one of these eight, 680 um, sewage pumping stations that Sydney Water has around their network. And so how did the experiment unfold? What did you try and what surprised you? Well, so far we're at the stage where um, we've characterized what the pumping station actually needs. So that's the first thing you need to, you know, when you're building a, a, a system, a, whether it's for your house or whether it's for an application like this, you need to say, all right, well, you know, what do we actually need? And for houses, it's very, you know, there's lots and lots of information out there, you, you know, there's all of these profiles that say, you know, are you a family with kids, a dog, do you have a pool, is it, you know, is it stay-at-home parents, is it, you know, all these sorts of things and you can get a very good understanding of how they use their energy and how much energy they need every day. For a pumping station, you know, there's not a whole lot not of information so out there. So what we had to do and what we're um, presenting here at Oswater is looking into, okay, what does a pumping station actually need every day uh, in terms of the energy, so how much energy it uses over the day, but also instantaneously how much power it needs. And that's really um, some very um, critical information that we can then use to build that energy management system, that, that we can then use to drive the design of the sodium ion battery modules in order to make sure that we're actually fulfilling this Bondi pumping station need. And then of course, looking further ahead, uh, fulfilling Sydney Water's other pumping station needs. Mm. So the experiment, is it unfolding as you had thought it might? Have there been things that have popped up that were unexpected? Well, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, because we were sort of moving into uncharted territory, we didn't really um, have a good handle on um, exactly what the needs would be. And it's, it's quite interesting that a pumping station has very different needs to a house. Uh, so 
the energy storage and the energy management and the energy generation has to be vastly different to a system that you would simply you know, just put on your house. So things like uh, we have a very high power draw. So when the pumps, when these sewage pumps start up to pump sewage out of the, the holding tanks, we have a very, very high power draw. But over the day, the pumps might only turn on for sort of 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, and then stop for an hour and then turn on for another 15 minutes and stop for three hours. And so it's not so much about a continuous draw as these very sharp um, events. And so we need our system to be able to handle that. Whereas in a house, you know, you've got the lights on for four hours, you've got a TV on for five, you know, it's a very sort of low and slow burning sort of energy usage. Whereas we found um, through the, the research that we've done here that the pumping station is much more sort of short, sharp bursts. And so that, as I said, drives the way that we design everything else to meet those requirements. And how confident are you that you will be able to design something that does meet those requirements into the future? Well, I think that um, having that knowledge now um, allows us, because uh, we have Sydney Water so tightly integrated and our manufacturing partners so tightly integrated into this smart sodium storage solution project, we can really iterate on the needs of uh, Sydney Water and the needs of the application so that we design from the, from the very first principles, we design through our energy management system, our sodium ion battery modules, um, exactly to fit the needs. And I think that we're, uh, we're on track to, to do that and to be able to demonstrate this in the Bondi pumping station uh, very soon. And so Harry, this is just one site. If this all goes well, what would be the plan for Sydney Water? I think Sydney Water will have to consider the use of a pump of a sodium ion battery for other pumping stations. This is a highly active pumping station in a very well uh, developed area with a, a lot of population that changes over the of the year because of the touristic season and all that. So there will be other opportunities where you have to install the sodium ion battery in remote areas, and that, where it could, that could be one of the niches for Sydney Water where they could use this new technology. Uh, something that uh, <coughs> Jonas and Dean mentioned is that the beauty of the project is that it's combining research, basic research, with the manufacturers that are producing a, a, a piece of equipment that we can test in the field and that's something unique in this ARENA project. It's a fantastic collaboration. Well, thank you for coming in and telling us about it. Thank you. Right. And with me have been um, Dr John Knott, Associate Research Fellow at the University of Wollongong, and Dr Harry Bustamante, Principal Scientist Treatment at Sydney Water. Thanks for joining us.